Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Cheese Bros Podcast, Episode Two. Yeah. Regular season edition. Football. Almost. We're very close. Yeah, we got like one hour. I think that the big difference here is this is a way more professional podcast than our first version. Yeah. I mean, how? Well, first, you know, first podcast we were just preseason form, you know. Oh yeah, now we're now we're regular season form. Yeah, now we're now we're where we should be. Ready to go. We got a schedule. We got an agenda and everything. I took some notes on a notepad. Yeah, prep before. Yeah. I didn't film. We learned so much from the last podcast. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of feedback. Went back to the tape. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Self-scouted. Precisely. It's a whole new, uh, you know, you just try to get out there and do your best every week. Yeah. And that's that's what we're doing this time. Are we giving player speak to the podcast now? Is that what's happening? Ooh, we're psyching ourselves up. <laughs> it's working on me, at least. All right. <laughs> so, like I said, this is the very first week of the NFL season. We are about one hour and counting away from watching some bunch of jabronis play the Dallas Cowboys. I don't really even care. I don't even want to watch the I, game. I personally am rooting for a tie. Or for them to both lose, if that's possible. I don't mind the Cowboys that much, really. I don't I don't hate the Cowboys. I'm not wild about some of their fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I say I don't think I'm going to watch the game. Just because I want to um, avoid the nonsense coverage on the Super Bowl. As much as possible. I, I respect that. I'm going to watch it, though, just because I'm a sucker for football and it's back on, so I'm going to watch it. I mean, I just to me, nothing but bad things can happen. I'll watch it if the Cowboys are up by, like, three scores in the second half. Otherwise, okay. Real quick, before we get into the Chiefs stuff, yeah. what's your, like, score prediction? Oh, for the game tonight? Yeah. Uh, I'd say that the Cowboys probably going to score 17 points and the other team will score 31 points. Ooh, I was going to think 17 to 34. Mm. That's my prediction. Totally different. Case. I guess I just, you know, a little higher on the bucks than you. Yeah. I won't even say the name. That's, that's just me. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about way more fun things. Like yeah. the Chiefs season is about to start. And we're going to get to open up against the Browns. Mm. Uh, how, how concerned are you, would you say, on like a scale of 1 to 10, about the Chiefs opening against the Browns? Um, like as opposed to other teams? Yeah, I mean, just like as, oh. as a as an opening opponent. Like, are you nervous? No, I'm are you confident. I'm not concerned at all. I I think the worst time to play an NBA team is September. That's so, true. Especially the first game. I think we're going to bust out some new plays that they're not expecting. So, I think the Browns are going to be in for it. There's a part of me that's still a little bit nervous about the offensive line gelling and about the defense. Um. Some of the new additions on defense, how they're going to play out. We don't have fully gay. We might not have Terrence Matthew. But we're going to get all of that later. We'll do our, our Chiefs-Browns preview. Um, but to start out, we thought we would zoom out, macro, talk about the schedule a little bit. Mm, I love schedule talk. Yeah, yeah. And to, you know, to start out, this, this looked like a brutal schedule whenever we started out. Because um, the first three weeks are Browns in week one, Ravens in week two, Chargers in week three. Uh, I was a little bit nervous. I thought we could probably drop two or three of those. Now I'm way more thinking we'll drop probably one of three. Wait, you thought we were going to drop three out of those? Or two out of three. Okay, that's still crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, the Browns, I, I still am not, I'm not sleep on the Browns. I still think they're a pretty good team, and they're going to give our offensive line all they can handle. The Ravens in week two, that is not anywhere near as scary a proposition as it used to be. I mean, they're still a good team. Well, they're not going to have any running backs. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we're talking like... It's going to be 10 on the guy and uh, the, the talents of... I think I should say the ghosts of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think Devonta Freeman. Mmm, spooky. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be frightening, but not particularly potent. The ghost of talent past. <laughs> um, and then Lamar's in and out of COVID jail now all the time. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Bonk, go to COVID jail? That's where Cam Newton is, RIP. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the Ravens, I mean, they feel pretty decimated to me. I don't, I don't know if one's even seen Hollywood Brown since last season. He's just kind of skipped town. Well, Andrew, did you hear they got a shiny new wide receiver one? Who's that? Sammy Watkins. Well, yeah, that'll be a really fun two and a half quarters, I suppose. Oh, that's that's mean. Well, they're they're like it's it's been hilarious to me to read the press clippings out of uh, out of Baltimore because they're all like 
Sammy Watkins has been injured for a lot of camp. I'm like, wow, really? Shocker. Did you did you not read the label before you bought this? Now, to clarify for our listeners, I, I don't want to speak for Andrew here, but I personally am a big fan of the Lizard King and everything that comes along with him. Well, okay, maybe not everything. No, his tweets are, are definitely golden. Definitely parts of the things that come along with him, though. But the Sammy Watkins experience is that you're going to get five or six great games out of him. You just yes. have no idea at what point in the season those are going to happen. No. No idea. If you're lucky, like the Chiefs were one time, a couple of those week playoff games. Yeah. Uh, but you also might not get any of them, in which case you're going to have a hard time making the playoffs with no passing game outside of Mark Andrews. You are going to get some very weird and cryptic tweets, though. So Hopefully. You get that. Yeah, one can only hope. So yeah, I'm not as, I'm not as nervous about the Ravens as I was. Um, Who do you think is going to be better out of those two, Ravens and Browns? Browns. Hands down, Browns. Oh, way way more well. balanced, way more talent. No, way, not way more talent. More talent. Uh, yeah. I think balance especially is the big one. I feel like the Ravens are not as balanced, a little more one-dimensional than the Browns. I think the Browns' rushing attack is better than the Ravens right now. Yeah. And their passing attack is infinitely better. Yeah. We'll get into it, but their O-line is very scary. Yeah. Chargers in Week 3. Um, I think there's a there's more reason than usual to buy into the Chargers. Um, I think o- only the very bravest uh, talking heads are predicting that the Chargers win the AFC West now. That used to be an annual thing. Oh, there's definitely some knuckleheads out there still. Yeah, people who are just complete Justin Herbert homers. I heard one just the other day. Yeah. He's and they, they always say it like they're the first one to ever come up with that take of, ooh, I think the Chargers might actually be good. Ever heard of that team before? I think it's because they kind of people forget they exist occasionally. They play in Los Angeles now. <laughs> they're living in they're living on the uh, the Rams couch, just kind of uh, sleeping over. You know, it's gonna be so funny when they have actually no fans. Oh, I can't wait for the first Chiefs game. Yeah, I think it's going to be just as bad as the StubHub Center or whatever they played in before. Arrowhead West. It's like they'll have no more fans, but the other teams will have forty thousand more fans. Yes. Anyway, but I mean, on the stadium, on the field, they got they got talent. Um, well, it's all about Herbert. It really is. I don't really even know what they've added this year in terms of weapons. Did they draft a linebacker. That was last year. Um. So their star safety, Derwin James, is back. I think he was injured all last year. That's addition. probably the biggest like addition. Some addition by addition. Yeah. I don't really. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, I'm sure they drafted people. It's just not coming yeah. to mind. And I'm going to look it up. They have good players. Um, Herbert, Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah. I think any any uh, prediction about the Chargers that involves them in the playoffs or, you know, seriously in the playoffs involves, like, him making the jump to being in the Mahomes-Allen tier in, like, the next year or two. And I just don't know if that's going to be true. Well, and there's just, like, the general bad things that happen to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like a, a series of unfortunate events teams. It's just kind of a monster weight in the closet for them to go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the Ravens are getting all of that this year. Someone I was wondering put if they the wrong address for the Chargers. Hired the Chargers strength and conditioning staff or something. Their uh, landscaping crew or something? Ah, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, after that, we got uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in week four. Um, I got no thoughts on them. I have a thought. What's that? Can you name their head coach? I can because he was the Chiefs quarterback coach back in like the Todd Haley years. Oh, really? It's, yeah, Nick Sariani. Um, it still kind of surprises to me. It's kind of like that that intern that you knew that used to work for you, who's now like the CFO of some other company. I'm I'm no nah, no nah, yeah I don't have interns. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, I'm still kind of surprised. <laughs> hey, that guy, look at him. Good for him. He's the coach of the Eagles. Just, uh, you know, keep hiring over- or underqualified Chiefs uh, assistants. I'm sure it'll work out for you. Yeah. The Eagles. I think they're going to be bad this year. How much does it burn you if you're an Eagles fan that you fired Andy Reid? Think about that. I don't think it hurts that bad because they won the Super Bowl. If they hadn't won that Super Bowl, then it hurts you a lot. But I think my general impression is that they're kind of at peace with it. Although now that they've fired that coach as well, Doug Peterson, I wonder if they're yeah. going to be scratching their heads thinking, what are we doing here? I think this was just, they should be asking themselves. I actually, I'm kind of pulling for Jalen Hurts. I like him for some reason. I, I, 
I'd kind of like. I would like him to do well this year. Sure. It seems like the, NF- the NFC needs some good quarterback play. I, I know nothing about them. I mean, like all of the all of the good NFC quarterbacks are in their forties, um, except for Aaron Rodgers, who's basically in his forties. Uh, so it's like four years from now, there could be no good quarterbacks in the NFC, and they all win the AFC. So yeah, I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts. Week five, Buffalo Bills. Ooh. This is this is is this game of the year? It might be, yeah. Because we don't we don't have a matchup against the a rematch against the Bucks. Well, it's a rematch of season, right? the champion AFC Championship game from last year. So yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be kind of our game of the year. Yeah. Now I think you and I have different uh, perspectives on the Bills. I think I'm generally higher on them than you. Do you think they're going to be as good as they were last year? Uh, no, actually, I don't because I think the Bills are due for some regression. Mm-hmm. Just felt like they were maxing out last year. I just I don't know if I believe Josh Allen is a top top tier quarterback. Well, just, he the, he's just kind of a chaos machine, and sometimes the chaos machine is going to turn out great quarterback play, and sometimes it's going to turn out like some like Tyler Bray quality starts. So I I just know that there have been a lot of nerds on Twitter that have been very very wrong about Josh Allen in the past. So I'm expecting that can, to continue. Okay. Okay. I think they'll be good. I. It's hard to say. I it's think they're one say. of the best teams the Chiefs are going to play this year. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Week six, the uh, fight in Washington footballs. Hmm. This is going to be just a fun game. Football team. They're a fun team, Fitz which is not something I thought I would say about the Washington footballs. No, they've been a very unfun team for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, but now they're very fun. They've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Antonio Gibson, who's a fun guy. Scary Terry. They got uh, yeah, Scary Terry. They got Logan uh, Thomas, who's fun because he was a he's a converted quarterback, which was a lot of fun. Aren't they all? Honestly, yes. <laughs> it's like every player used to, every player in the NFL used to it's be a quarterback. It's a bit like also every t- every tackle used to be a tight end. Like Eric Fisher used to be a tight end. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Young, mm-hmm. that dude, he's scary. Very scary. Uh, Montez Sweat's scary. Just a team full of scary dudes. Yeah, scary but fun. Weird combination. Yeah. I've never, like, there's a huge gap between how I feel about that team and how I feel about their owners. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's like, the owners are terrible. Yeah, yeah. City owners conference, or uh, division, hate all of it. Team itself, tons of fun. Would watch most weeks. Although, actually, did you hear that um, his wife now is the CEO of the team? Sure. So I'm sure everything's going to change. The culture, everything. Completely different now. Yes, yes, we we will all see that for sure. Uh, week seven, Tennessee Titans. This is actually kind of one of those teams that I think people are sleeping on. I think so too. They trended in the wrong direction after losing the Chiefs, and then uh, did they make the playoffs last year? They didn't do much. Um, but they, they lost to the Ravens again, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, really bad defense last year. Yeah. Really bad. They got Julio this year. Upgrade the passing a little bit. AJ Brown's like he's a legit number one. He's really good. Um, I Derek think Henry. I mean, yeah, he's not talking about him. Yeah, the defense is always gonna be great because it's got Mike Rabel lead the team. I always, um, I always thought Derek Henry was an amazing back ever since he killed the Chiefs in that 2017 playoff game. Mm-hmm. And the rest, the rest of the league is now caught up to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, week eight at the Giants. That should be a terrible game, unless things are going very, very wrong for the Chiefs. And well, very, very right for the Giants. Which we I have something special to announce about this game. Yes. We're going to it. We are. It's true. We got pretty good seats. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Keyhot Arrowhead. It's going to be awesome. We're going to kill him. Daniel Jones sucks. Trucks trips over his own shoelaces. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you, if you had to go to a game where you were like, I want to hear that touchdown song as many times as I can. Mm. This is the game. I want all the fireworks. Any drama or, you know, intrigue, not your game. Week nine after that is the opposite. Green Bay Packers. Oh, maybe that could that, be the game of the year. That could well. be the game of the year. That's have have we had Mahomes Rogers? Have we had like no, a real because last year he or maybe it was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Uh we played them, but he was hurt. He had the knee injury. That's right, that's right. And so we lost to him. Mm-hmm. But it was a close game, still, I think. Yeah, that's like the Super Bowl matchup. I keep thinking it's going to happen, but it doesn't. Of course, we call it a bar, and the bargain haven't been done. Mm, we'll talk about that later. Week 10, 
the Raiders of Las Vegas. <coughs> oh, sorry. It's Raider Week. I was just choking a little bit. I don't know if I've seen. Okay, aside from obviously the Dallas or the Houston Texans who are are doing their best to just die as a franchise. I don't know if there's a team that just got worse over the over the season or off season, I should say. Yeah. The Raiders, where it's just like you guys subtracted a lot of talent and added question mark. Just nothing. Yeah, I feel like the Broncos and the Chargers. There's both like too much excitement around those teams. With the Raiders, there's no excitement. Everyone is down on them. They kind of did what the Chiefs did, where they got rid of their offensive line, except they forgot to replace them. Yeah, it was a bizarre thing. Um, they had like I don't again I don't know if this is necessarily on them, but they had like that Smoke Brown guy who just like straight up requested to get traded away. That doesn't make you feel great before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I think Gruden and Mayock are like definitely the stay together for the kids couple right now. One of them, if they don't make the playoffs, one of them is going to be gone, if not both. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Mayock. It's got to be, right? I think Gruden will put it all on him. Gruden's got, like, that Raiders legacy. Plus, I mean, they're still paying him for, like, what, another five, six years? Oh, he had, like, a ten-year guaranteed contract. Yeah. So I don't really I don't really know if they can get away with that. Yeah. Get away from that, this contract. I don't think they get away with that. Yeah. I, I just, I don't see any way in which... The Raiders are going to be better than they were last year, which was an eight eighteen. Week eleven, play the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the open question here to me is: Will they still have a healthy Dak by then? Because that's really the question. I, I am really concerned about that because they put out that super weird tweet about like, "Don't worry about this. Nothing to be concerned about." But Dak's getting an MRI. And also, we're talking to some baseball teams about what this injury is, because we have no idea. But don't worry about it. It's just, like, the most bizarre thing to me. It's a little too reassuring. Yeah. I I don't... I do not believe in the Cowboys this year. I think they're going to be underachieving, as usual. They did kind of their thing where they draft a linebacker and add a... I guess they didn't really add a receiver. They added CD Lamb last year. Yeah, no thoughts on the Cowboys. I hope, I hope Dak's there, so it's a good game. Week 12 is our first bye. I think we get multiple this year. Oh, I think it's just one. I think it's just one. Oh, we so we already had, had the bye. Yeah, we kind of already had, like, the preseason season bye. Yeah, okay, yeah. Week 12 is the bye, which is good. Late bye. Yeah. Good thing. Take it. Week 13, uh, Denver Broncos. Captain mm. by Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Two Gloves. That's uh, what call him. Why don't you, who do you think is going to be a starting quarterback in the Broncos by then? I think Teddy will have been sat, and they will have gone to block, and then he will have gotten benched, and they'll have gone back to Bridgewater <laughs> in a really depressing fashion. By yeah, that's, that's my question. Is this going to be the, the first or second iteration of Teddy Bridgewater as yeah, the starter? I, I do not believe in the Broncos. It's hilarious to me how clearly the Broncos fell into the trope of defensive coordinator who can't solve the quarterback position. Yeah. Like, they, they just walked right into it. Like, yeah. they hired this old, like, assistant principal, energy level, like, defensive coordinator who's probably good, but anyone could see this is not going to work out as a head coach. Anyone could have seen it. They didn't, it wasn't even like they had some veteran QB that was there to kind of manage the offense when that happened either. Who, do you remember even who was their quarterback whenever they hired him? Uh, probably like, was it like Brock Osweiler Flacco or Pacino or somebody? Yeah, whoever he was, he was 6'6. Yeah, I don't know. They, no, I think that, I think you're right. I think that was like the, like the Case Keenum, Joe Flacco years. Yeah. It seems like they're going to try to win all of their games, like, you know, 17 to 14. I guess, That's yeah. just not going to work. I guess the thinking went, we got we historically have had a good defense. And by historically, I mean, like, the last 10 years, ever since Vaughn's been there. So let's get a defensive coach to maximize that, but just leave the offense to nothing, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, was Gary Kubiak kind of back in some fashion, like, as offensive coordinator? Who can fathom the mind? The inner workings of the mind of John Elway. Anyway, Mysterious. Yeah. He got he got promoted out of the role, so he's no longer concerned. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually really hoping that the Broncos trade Duloc before this, mm. because I think there's going to be some opening. There's enough incompetence and or injury at quarterback. Some team's going to see second-round pick who's been in an unenviable position and trade for him. And then I'll be happy as a Mizzou Tigers fan. Because I won't have to keep wandering, watch, uh, watching Drew Locke talent squander on the Broncos. Yeah. Week 14, Raiders again. Who cares? 
<laughs> Week 15, Chargers again. Uh, this could be interesting depending on, you know, what's going on. Not so much for the division. Hopefully the division's out of question by then. Um, but Week 15 could be a good chance for the Chargers to play, to play spoiler for the Chiefs if we're going for the one seed. Yep. And, you know, there's nothing the Chargers like better than to try to spoil some element of the Chiefs' mm. season. Spoilers. Week 16, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, They're I'm, a weird team now. I'm not used to kind of looking at the Steelers as a mediocre team. Yes. I'm used to getting, like, up for Steelers week. Like, well, like, imagine, like and not in fearing them. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, was it, like, two or three years ago whenever we first started podcasting, our, like, second podcast was basically, like, one hour full of us just ranting on how much we hated the Steelers. And now it's like, I, I have nothing to say. Well, they beat us with the, they did the game where they beat us with nothing but field goals, which was a yeah. mean trick. I feel like most of what I didn't like about them was like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, they had players who turned out to be certifiably insane. And then those guys left. One of them came and played for the Chiefs for a bit, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to think about the Steelers this year. That's still my favorite, I'll talk about it a little bit, my favorite moment from the Super Bowl, and there's not many because it sucked, was the idea of, like, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell meeting, like, before the game, <laughs> just being like, what is going on? Like, the, the, like Paul Rudd meeting, yeah. I was like, hey, look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Two crazy people. The um, Steelers were the problem. Yeah, so now, it feels like they've got talent, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how how far they get with uh, Jerry Asher, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he might be washed. Week seventeen against the Bengals. No oh, man. What is that franchise? I, I'm. I'm not calling them like a dark horse. I think they're going to be better than people think. Ooh, I I believe in Joe Burrow. Okay. I think they got a little something going. All right. Yeah. I'm going to take up the opposite position. I think they're going to be terrible again. I don't think they did really anything to improve their offensive line. I'm worried about Joe Burrow getting hurt again. Their defense is still terrible. um, Do you know who spends the second most uh, percentage of cap-wise on their defense? Is it the Bengals? It's the Bengals. Who? How? Who? Where is that money going? (laughs) I mean, I honestly cannot tell you one defensive player on the Bengals right now. Um, oh, Jesse Bates. Geno Atkins, is he still there? I don't think he is. He might be. Jesse Bates? Yeah, Jesse Bates. He's, he's a good safety. So unless uh, he's getting like $90 million this year, then I don't think it's just him. Fontes Perfect, is he still on the team? <laughs> no, not for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I can't name any of them, and somehow they're spending the second largest percentage. Okay. Just maybe, I, maybe I got that takeoff bit too early. Yeah. It's just it's Joe Burr. I like that guy so much. And maybe I'm just... I'm I just like him boring. too, but the Bengals have a long history of guys not being able to overcome that franchise. It's true. So. They, that's one of those, like, them, the Jets, the Raiders, and definitely the Texans the are like... The, ah, okay. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about teams that cannot overcome their ownership situation. Oh, okay. The Jags' ownership situation is not that bad, Yeah, I don't think. Okay. All the rest of them is just like the, the owner is actually trying to destroy the franchise. Mm. And God help you if you go there. You should try to get away as soon as possible. Uh, and then week 18, which is a thing now, uh, playing the Denver Broncos. Again, who cares? That's Well, do you think for. the Denver Broncos mm. will be able to beat the Chiefs' second teamers? No, don't. For sure. Hmm. I really don't. That's, that's going to be any time. Do you think if we're, it's like week 17 and we're like, what, it would be 16-0 at that point? I'm not predicting that, but I'm just saying if. Yeah. Is Andy going to go... Is he going to play the guys on Week 17, or which going to take that I'm off? pretty sure if we lock up the one seed, then Andy Reid is going to quit trying 100%. Yeah, uh, I guess think, so. I think it takes, it takes the gas off, takes the guys out. And I will understand, because I am not about that perfect 17-0 who the heck cares. Uh, I do. <laughs> I think that is that is like a fan-only thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go to that. All right, so that's the schedule. Uh, the regular season. Obviously, there there's going to be, you know, hopefully lots of games after that. Mm. She's playing. Many. Not too many, because I won't get that back, that bye week, but uh, mm. yeah. Good point. Okay. So, my favorite game of that is probably, probably the Bills game, right? That feels like the most exciting. That's like the, the ascendant rivalry. Even the Packers seems really fun, too. 
I think um, the Bills will be the most important game. I think the Packers might be the best game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what well, we got next on the docket? We got the, we got the schedule wrapped up. Uh, players were excited to see. So we talked about the games we're excited to see. Let's talk about the players we're excited to see. Time for some chief specific. I've uh, let's do let's do one on each side of the ball just to mm-hmm. kind of keep things, you know, keep things interesting. That makes sense. I've got mine, um, but I'm interested to hear yours. Okay, wait, who's going first? Then? You are going first. All right, offense or defense? Uh, both. Just tell, tell me both of yours. Uh, okay, I'll start with defense. Okay, you. Um, I'm really excited to see Chris Jones this year. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a shock to anyone. Newly minted defensive end. Um, and kind of part of this discussion, uh, he said whenever it first kind of came out that he was getting kind of bumped out to defensive end, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, that he was really excited about that guy that we signed, uh, Jaron Reed. Mm-hmm. And Andy said in an interview a while back that people weren't talking about him enough, which is bizarre because it, like... And he just does not say stuff like that very often. Yeah. Basically saying, like, we're really high on this guy. Um, so I guess kind of both of them. Maybe I'm cheating a little bit, but I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see Chris Jones. I think we could see a potential defensive player of the year caliber season out of him. People are saying that. I really, man, it, it's, it's tough for... It's going to be about the sack. That's not going to be an elite defense. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. Well. And I, I don't know if you can... I guess we'll see. I guess it's not so much with the, if the entire defense is elite. No, it, it's. I mean, if he breaks, the, if he breaks the sack record, which people are kind of eyeing right now, it's possibly breaking the sack record. It's possible. If you break the sack record, you're probably a defensive player of the year. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like it's going to be all about the sack number. I'm not saying yeah. it should be that way, but that's what it's going to be about. And who knows? Okay. Well, we can play Daniel Jones, so I mean, that's like three or four right there. So. <laughs> what about the offense? Um, let's see, offense, um, this one's a little bit different from my defensive player, but it's Meikle. Mm-hmm. I want to see, can he kind of step up and be that guy that everyone, you know, wants him to be, kind of that wide receiver to... See, we've got two years to say no. Well, yes, but, I mean, in his defense, it takes a while for... A receiver to kind of learn the system in Andy Reid's offense, um, and also you have a lot of really good pass catchers in front of him to begin with. I mean, you had whenever he got drafted, you have Tyreek, you have Kelsey, yeah. you have Sammy. So I mean, there wasn't like a whole lot of opportunity for him outside of those kind of like gadget plays that we gave him. Now let me let me make a it's probably an obvious comment to most Chiefs fans, but please do. The number two receiver on the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey. You could argue the number one receiver. You could. You could. But yeah, I see what you're saying. And in Andy Reid's offense, given how screen dependent it usually is, the running back is usually like wide receiver number three. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think you need like a statistical number two wide receiver season out of McColl. What you really need out of McColl is enough activity and pressure and, you know, play creation to keep teams from doubling Kelsey and Hill. Because mm, yeah. that, that's kind of the recipe for the, you know, if you can double Kelsey and Hill and then get to the Chiefs with four guys, that's when you start to slow down the offense. Absolutely. you got to have a guy that can get open when he's getting, like, yeah. one cornerback on him and they're doubling up Kelsey and yeah. Hill. So you if those, have that. If those guys are, are being double covered, then you got to make them pay as McCall Hartman. And also just more consistency. Yeah. He seems like a player that is just, Again, this is in the past. Well, we got mm, all in the preseason too. Yeah, but he just like so often he does not seem to be on the same page with Mahomes. I was concerned by that in the preseason. Whenever, especially that, yes. like, was it the uh, what game was it where Mahomes just kind of had a bit of a rough night? I think it was the second one. Yeah, and that's where I think a lot of that was McCole misunderstanding. And it's too late. Uh, it, it feels too late. Let's okay. Let's put it this way. It is getting. It is getting. It is becoming to start. Yeah. To begin the period in which... Go yeah, ahead. yeah. It might it might be a little too late to start seeing those things from Michael Hardman. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I'm I'm the eternal optimist, though. I would like to see him do better. Uh, if McCall isn't that guy, do you think Byron Pringle is? Or Darius Fountain? I think Pringle, I've heard, I'm not really someone that knows this 
personally, but I have heard he's a guy that's really good at dealing with man coverage, which um, seems to be a kind of a bit of our weakness that we've had in the past, especially going back to what you're saying about whenever they're doubling up Tyreek and Hill, do we have a guy that can get open and on his own? So I think he could fill that role really well. I think my concern with McColl, now that we're talking about it, is does he have it upstairs to keep all of the route tree and keep on same page with Mahomes and know what he's supposed to be doing on every play? Because, mm-hmm. like, Tyreek's a goofball, but he's smart. Yeah. And I think Kelsey's extremely smart. Yeah. Football intelligence. Yeah, those guys know what to be doing. If it's McColl and the only thing he really knows how to do is just run the nine, where he runs straight down the field, that's going to be concerning if he just doesn't have it upstairs. Well, but we'll see. This will be the season we'll to prove it. Yeah. So, anything else, or can I go to? Uh, I might have some more to pin on you. To you, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what you got. I go on offense first because that's the most important. Um, I'm ready for the Clyde Edwards-Helaire experience. Oh, all right. Because I don't think we saw it last year. Really, he was he was I think as impacted as Mahomes was by the bad offensive line. Yeah. Now we've got an offensive line that you can argue is net neutral to last year's starters, but is a better run blocking unit. In the last years, yeah, because you got a lot more power, especially the guys like Atlanta Brown. So I'm looking forward to just busting us some holes, Clyde doing Clyde things. Uh, you know, he's so short. I think. Can you imagine trying to find Clyde Edwards Alaire behind six foot eight Orlando Brown Jr.? No, I can't look between his legs. Seems impossible. Yeah, that's what I would. Do. He could honestly, he could, he could run between Orlando Brown's legs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Clyde. I'm looking forward to him in that passing game, which is what yes. we've been talking about for. Since we drafted, like immediately when we drafted him, we said he would help in the passing game. I feel like, when, yeah, when we drafted him, like that was kind of his thing. And then during the regular season, we never didn't really see it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of times he was getting checked down to. It just it didn't it didn't seem as fluid. Yeah, because like to me, it's so much like such an important part about being a pass catching running back is being able to like transition from catching the ball to running, mm-hmm. being a running back very quickly. I didn't really see that. It seemed just a little bit clunky. Yeah. Two encouraging things about Clyde for this year in the passing game specifically. One, he's got Greg Lewis as his running backs coach, who is formerly our receivers coach and was former NFL receiver for Andy Reid with the Eagles. So cool. beginning some more instruction in route running and that type of thing. And two, I think probably what you're talking about where you don't really see him involved in the passing game last year is probably because part of the passing game is pass blocking. And that was not his strength last year, whereas it was mm-hmm. a strength for guys like Darrell Williams. Yeah. So, I, and what what I've heard word out of camp in preseason is that Clyde's doing better in pass protection. That Chiefs trust him. That should, should lead to him being out in more passing situations. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh, on the defensive side, and this is kind of a bummer, but I was really looking forward to seeing Willie Gay Jr. Well, it's not like he's going to be out for the season. I know, but uh, we'll it's, just, see it's starting to it's starting to feel like I've heard this story before. You know, I guess he's only had one year that was injury plagued, so I shouldn't be too nervous. But uh, if you this is probably before your time as a Chiefs fan, but if you remember Tony Moyaki, he was a tight end that we drafted. He was kind of like in the in the interregnum between Tony Gonzalez and uh, Travis Kelsey. And Tony Moyaki was supposed to be like the next big thing. He was a pretty good tight end out of Iowa, and Iowa's usually got great tight ends. And he showed some real potential, had made some great catches, but could not stay healthy. That guy just had glass bones and was injured for nearly all of his Chiefs career, and then eventually we had to cut him. Mm. So I'm I'm a little worried about, you know, if Willie Gay Jr. is a great athlete, that's fantastic, but if he can't stay healthy, it's an old it's old Marty Schottenheimer saying if the only thing more important than ability is availability, and yeah. if he doesn't got it, then I'm a little bit worried about his Chiefs career. But hopefully it's a short stay on the injury uh, designation. He gets his toe straightened out. He'll play for the Chiefs this year. Well, on the brighter side, laying aside the injury stuff for a moment, he was looking really good during camp and during the preseason. Yeah. He looked like know, really is, good. This is why I was excited to see him, but now i got to watch Ben Neiman play. Oh, man. Everyone hates Ben Neiman. I don't... It's like the peanut butter sandwich. I know he's not great, but I just... I feel like... Man, we were going to have tacos. Now we get that peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Poor Ben. So yeah, that's that's the guys I want to see play this year. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll have to stand in for Nick Bolton. If Nick Bolton's able to play linebacker, I'll be very excited to see that. Well, I think he's going to get some time with uh, Gay out. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so we are well into the podcast now. We're half an hour. Oh yeah, so to keep it. Yeah, this is you know we're playing all four quarters now. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Second half. Yeah, and then by four quarters I mean a full hour. 
Um, so preseason predictions for this year. Mm. Now, are we talking not like preseason, like you know, yeah. before this season? Not <laughs> the like predictions for the preseason. Are we going to go three and zero in the preseason again? I like the Chiefs' chances. <laughs> um, no, talking about our result, our results for the entire season. I'm presuming, right? Yes. So yes, notable. First one I would think is probably Super Bowl winner, right? Super Bowl, Bowl winner. Teams, Super Bowl winner. Um, How far are you want to go with these predictions? Mostly just like, you know, just kind of the light fun stuff like Super Bowl, MVP, maybe okay. like Offensive Rookie of the Year, just kind of stuff like that. Also, pick some division winners I thought would be fun, just okay. real quick. Alright, so let's do first Super Bowl teams and winner. Ooh, alright. So, I almost had it spoiled for me earlier by you, but... My pick this year is Chiefs from the AFC, obviously, mm-hmm. over the Packers mm. in the NFC. Haven't the Packers been in the NFC Championship game the last two years? They have. They've not won it, but this year they're going to because Aaron Rodgers is just that extra special man this year. I don't know. I think he's more zen now. I think he was mad whenever Jordan Love was drafted. Oh, no. Now he's just like, whatever, no, 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 we're going to no, go host no, no. Jeopardy. Andrew, he, he likes to admit the aura of Zen, but he is the least Zen person. So the more calm he gets, the more he you should be. the most salty of all the salty players out there. I know, but I'm, I'm just worried he's not like, I'm going to fight tooth and nail for the Packers salty. I think he's like, I'm going to put in my time this year and then yes. go play for like, so the Panthers next year. Man. I'm going to win a Super Bowl and then leave and make you look terrible. That's, what he's, that's just kind of who he is. I'd be here for it. I think it'd be fun to see Mahomes. Uh, Holmes versus Rodgers. Yeah. That was one of the, uh, I hate to say this, but one of the impressive things about Brady last year was, but, but, and granted, you don't do head-to-head yeah. quarterback, but he did. He played Rodgers, Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes to get Super Bowl. It's like, okay, that's the three most iconic matchups that anyone could have imagined. Makes you wonder if the whole thing is staged. Just saying. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Conspiracy corner over here. Only when it relates to the Bucks. Um, <laughs> when the Chiefs win, that's obviously the result of talent and yeah. hard work. Yeah. Uh, see, my Super Bowl prediction is Chiefs, obviously. I think, and I honestly think it's, it's you're getting too cute if you pick anyone but the Chiefs to win the AFC. I mean, look at the last two years, look at the team as it is. You're just trying to find something it's else. not even that much of a homer pick, really. Yeah. I, mean, and, uh, I think that's pretty, that's like pretty chalky, really. My, uh, my other prediction, though, is going to blow your mind a little bit. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mind's just a little bit blown. Just a little yeah. bit. I think this is the year that Russ Wilson gets it all together. Yeah, maybe. We kind of thought that last year. Yeah, I think the Rams, I think the Rams paper tires. I think people are making way too much out of them. Ooh, uh, all right. I think <laughs> I think this is the year that... It might not be the year that Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, but it'll be the year that makes everyone wonder if he's going to get fired. Next year's when he's going to get fired. That's the schedule. I think it could happen this year. Yeah. Oh, man, who's the other team in that division? Niners. Oh, the Niners. Uh, you know, yeah. the team that we beat in the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I forget about them. Oh, I forgot about them. Sometimes they're forgettable, okay? Well, well they do. They get, like, completely injured to death, like, every other year. Yeah. But this is their non-injury would you, year. Would you like to hear, Jonathan, what Bill, Bill, or, sorry, Bill Parcells said about having two quarterbacks? Ah, very much so. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What if you have three quarterbacks? I think we, we went over the situation with the Saints last podcast. Do you right? have, like, 1.5? Uh, I don't know how Parcells' math works. Like, double negative? The only thing yeah, the the is to deal with math is you are what your record says you are. Um, and if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Point being, if your quarterback competition continues into the regular season, that means you don't have a quarterback who's good enough to win the job outright. Mm. I think that's where the Niners are right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them's a rookie, so... Kind of be expected. Yeah, he kind of broke his finger or something. No, he had a chip on his finger. A lot of players have a chip on their shoulder. He had a chip on his finger. Well, that's smart because that's close to where his wallet. finger was very offended. <laughs> Just a little bit offended. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So we kind of worked a little bit into division preview there, almost. Yes. So we'll start with the NFC West? Because obviously... Let's do it. My, my prediction is... Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the... Rams to win their division. Okay. But I think the Seahawks get the wild card and sneak in that way because they're one of those teams that, for whatever reason, is better whenever they like, catch lightning in the bottle at the end of the year rather than when they have to like carry the weight of expectations in mm. the playoffs. They caught the lightning in the bottle at the beginning of the year last year. 
Mm-hmm. But then they dropped a bottle and it just went. Let that lightning right out. Just yeah. lightning everywhere. Yeah. Lightning, lightning yeah. spills everywhere. And they had no juice. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I lost where we were. Where are we on? In NFC West? NFC West, yeah. Okay. Um, we got to make these rapid fire because there's yeah. a lot of divisions. Mm, Rams. <laughs> Thank you for the snaps. You're welcome. Yeah. Just, you know, quick. Uh, okay. Uh, NFC South. I hate this, but Bucks. Yes. It's yes. just too obvious. Everyone else in the division is having a hard time right now. The defense is really good. NFC North. Packers. Yeah, that checks out. I don't really think anyone else. No, no one, no one else is catching up. Vikings, please. Uh, I like to think about them occasionally. They're they're like my favorite NFC North team. I think. Mm, I'm still mad about the time that they were going to join the AFC, but then they didn't, and they joined the NFC. It's a long grudge. Back hold. in like you know 1960. Deep cut. Uh, NFC East. It's kind of the footballs, right? Um, I actually believe that. Yeah. Are maybe maybe maybe, maybe if the Cowboys. If Dak's healthy for the whole year... Mm, nope. Don't believe in the Cowboys. the Cowboys. Cowboys are frauds. It could not be... It could be the Eagles. It could not be the Giants. I don't think it'll be the Eagles. I think yeah, it'll be terrible this year. Yeah. Giants, I think, will be okay, but I don't think they're going to win. I like... I just kind of like what Washington has going on right now with Fitzpatrick, with Rivera, who I actually think is a really good coach. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to be great, but I think they're going to win the division. I think that's my heart, though, speaking rather than the head. I think the head thinks hey. Cowboys. The heart thinks. You got to speak with your heart. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's do the same thing. AFC. AFC West. One, two, three. Cheese. Uh, AFC South. Nobody. Uh, if we could <laughs> do, like, force rankings, then you nobody. You just said everyone was sleeping no on one, the Titans. No one would deserve to win that division. Okay, yeah. It's, it's the Titans. The and Titans are the of, only, like. A bunch of armless children. The Colts are trying. They're just injured right now. Also, they signed Carson Wentz, so yeah. But no. the Titans are the only real team right now. Yeah, in that division. Titans. Okay, NFC North or AFC North rather. Oh, okay. This so one's this actually kind of tough. This is interesting. this is the hardest one for me. I don't think it's going to be the Steelers. I don't really trust what they're doing offensively. It's not going to be the Bengals, obviously. So it's between the the um, Ravens and the Browns. Mm-hmm. I was thinking even before all the catastrophic injury news that they had had today. Um, I was thinking the Browns. Yeah, I, I, I know we're not disagreeing too much, but I would, I would take the Browns as well. Unless, uh, every year people are talking like, this would be the year Lamar learns how to pass. And you don't learn how to pass when you're 25. Unless you're Josh Allen. Yeah, which is why I still don't trust <laughs> that. Excellent segue to the AFC East. Ah. Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, and that other team, the Jets. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Scott's got to be the Bills. Unless unless the Patriots summon up some real Belichick magic. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. There's still that kind of part of me that's got that, like, fear of the Patriots still. I'm not used to considering this division up for grabs. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. And a lot of that was dissipated last year when they were pretty bad. Yeah. But they actually have a quarterback now. Their defense, I think, is back. But my main problem with... The Patriots is kind of their cornerstone of their defense with Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be out for like half the season. So, yeah, I'm making the Bills. Yeah. Okay. That was a Did we pick the same team for all eight divisions? Uh, what does that I mean? What does that say? Does that mean that the you NFL know, is like very stratified? You had like a tricky one with the NFC West, though, because you said the Rams will win the division, but then the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. Or be in the Super okay, Bowl. Okay, okay. Well, let's play a game here. It's three wildcard teams, right? For each conference? Yeah. Okay, pick your three ball cards. Oh. Pick your six ball cards. Oh my gosh, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. Um, AFC, I'll go Ravens. I'll go... I don't want to do it, but Patriots. And then, shoot, who else is there? Um, I don't know, maybe the Steelers will squeak in there? That's what I was going to say, actually. This is annoying that we were still so close on this. Yeah. Part of my... Honestly, like my head would tell me Chargers. But then... My past experience tells me, no, they'll screw it up. Yeah. So, no, you got to push them out. I'll go with uh, Chargers and Ravens and Steelers. Because I'd be like the Steelers just to make the playoffs just because Mike Tomlin. Anyhow. We uh, have a really good defense. So. NFC, if it's going to be tougher. So, I've obviously called one with the Seahawks. Other than that, I think I will go with... Oh, man, this is tough. No one from the NFC East, right? No. 
Probably someone else from the oh no, the NFC's house is really bad too. Actually, yeah. you know, I'm going to get the Saints the same benefit the Dallas I do the Steelers where it's like they're good enough, even though they're not that good this year, they're good enough to still make the playoffs. So, yeah, Saints, Seahawks, and you know, actually another team from uh, I'll get the Cardinals. No, sorry, the C, the C, San Francisco 49ers. There you go. Three teams from the NFC West. Very nice. Okay. Um, I like. I think the Saints. I don't think they're going to be terrible, but I am really concerned about like Michael Thomas is doing the. He's going to be like the next baby. Kind of already is where like he's going to be injured slash holding out for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pick them. Um, I'm really high on the NFC West team, so I'm going to pick 49ers, um, Seahawks. And I made fun of them earlier, but I actually am going to pick Vikings for my last spot. Well, that would be something. It'll be okay. Okay, so this segues nicely into our next topic of discussion. Team you think represents the best threat to the Chiefs Ooh. in the AFC. All right. So this uh, is... To me, I, I, I want an obvious answer and a dark horse answer. Okay. So, um, the obvious answer is obvious. Obvious, well, yes. Uh... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not that obvious. Because I think, in my mind, there's two that people, most people would point to as, like, the potential candidates for Which that. It's the Browns and the Bills. Yeah. I think the Bills is the obvious choice. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. People are pretty high on the Browns, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That To me, if I'm talking about, like, if you're going as far as the quarterback can take you, I think Josh Allen can take the Bills further than Baker Mayfield could take the Browns. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go with the Bills as the obvious can uh, obvious choice, and then as the kind of sneaky choice, I'll probably take the Titans. Mm, yeah, that's a good choice for the sneaky one. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll pick someone else for the sneaky choice just to be safer. So even sneakier. Um, I'll pick the Ravens. Who knows? Maybe they just kind of overcome it. Blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again, right? I mean, Lamar's already kind of the running back. They don't really need one. That's actually true. I mean, they're, they're really talking about their the second or third running back. Okay. So we've come down to it. And we better hurry because we've only got like 10 minutes left. Well, I mean, it's not like they're recording just going to shut off. This <laughs> recording blows up one hour. As long as we won here. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was really going with the whole one hour equals one game, four quarters. Previewing the Cleveland Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs. Game of the week, I would say. Yes. Wait. Yes. It actually is like it's like nationally. It's basically a nationally televised game outside of like Miami and New England. Okay, Tony Romo, Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Yes. Yeah. Tony Romo is like basically a Chiefs fan. Yeah, no, and that's great. Except for there was a couple of years. There was like a year there, the first year with Mahomes as a starter, where it felt like the Chiefs lost every game he called. Yeah. And I just got kind of scared. But we just lost a lot of big games that year. But then we they had that. Awesome. We had that one game last year where we uh, we lined up, act like we were gonna. Just run the clock out, or try to draw them off sides, and then snap the ball and throw it to Tyreek Hill. Like you say that one game, it was a playoff game. Yeah, I mean that was, and that was like he's on the line. We broke Tony Romo. We, oh yeah, you know, he he didn't. He was like, ah, they're not gonna snap, they're gonna snap it. Boom, yeah. snapped it, and then he went nuts. Yeah, I mean, I I rewatched that game like three four days ago, mm-hmm. and yeah, it did just completely melt his mind. Yeah. Speaking of uh, grinding film, you watched the Chiefs Browns playoff game, the Anything Is Possible game. Yes. From last year. Yes. And aside from the fact that we'd have been better if we had Mahomes the whole game, what uh, what insights about this matchup have you drawn from that? Okay, I have a couple. Um, first and foremost, the Dirty Dan hit on, I don't remember who it was, but the, the Browns receiver that caught the ball, was running to the touchdown, reached for the pylon, and bam, Dirty Dan smacks him with his helmet just mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, knocks the ball out, yeah. touchback. That was a, a huge <laughs> momentum shift. I've forgotten all about that. Yeah. It was, it was huge. I mean, it, it basically took seven points right off the board. And then I think the Chiefs went down and scored like a field goal or something before the half, too. So that was a huge part of that game that was as it was an awesome play, but it's kind of, you know, an element of randomness. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things. Uh, the, the Browns starting, I think it was their starting left tackle got injured on, like, the first snap. Mm-hmm. So they had to play with the backup the whole game. Uh, so basically, they were disadvantaged up until the point that Mahomes got injured. 
Yeah. That's kind of the point where I'm like, if Mahomes plays that whole game, it's not nearly as memorable as the game because it's not a close game, I don't think. So that was my takeaways. Okay. So kind of breaking it down by, by position group here, our newly minted offensive line is going to have the first real test, you know, first time with live ammo. Uh, I'm a little worried about Miles Garrett because I don't think he matches up particularly, or I think he matches up very well against both of our tackles. I don't even know if there's, if there's a preference. I don't, he plays on the, on the right side, right? Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Maybe they move him around, but I think we're going to have a hard time either way. Uh, to me, the ideal way to address Miles Garrett is to have Blake Bell in there as our lucky tight end on like third or third or long passing downs, basically, and have him help out whoever our uh, tackle is. I don't think you can leave a tackle on an island against Miles Garrett. Hmm. Yeah, I would not recommend that. Yeah. Other than that, this, is, this would be a good read on the Chiefs offensive line. I'm not going to be worried if the line does moderate to poorly in this game. Yeah. Uh, if they fall, fall flat on their face, then there's some concern. But I'm not expecting them to reach their potential in the first week. Yeah, and we, we've been kind of dancing around a little bit this episode, but I think something we need to talk about is just kind of the offensive line in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about like players you're excited to see earlier, and I didn't want to pick like the whole group, but the number one position group thing that I'm going to be watching this game is the offensive line. Oh, yeah, I think that's all of us. This is how they do. I feel really good about everyone except for Trey Smith and Lucas Yang give me some concern. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone else is going to be able to do their job. Creed Humphrey is apparently just light years ahead of where you'd expect a rookie to be. Yeah, he's he's got a really good anchor. Like, he does not go back. And I don't worry about the run game. I do worry a little bit about the passing game, so that right side gives me some concern. Maybe just prop up a little Blake Bell in there, give him some extra help. Yeah. It'll be all right. I uh, think maybe we'll see a heavier dose of running. Uh, not necessarily because that's a weakness of the Browns, but just like with a younger offensive line, it's generally better to get them moving forward, yeah. that run blocking going. I know it's it's like archaic to say you set up the, establish the run to set up the pass, but I think if you've got a good enough offensive line, you can actually do that. Yeah. We really couldn't last year. Last year it was just wasting snaps. Well, in the past, it's, we kind of reverse engineered that in a way, or just did it backwards, where we passed in order to set up the run. Yeah. So make them run, drop a bunch of guys into coverage, then you're running against like super light boxes, and then you can run a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were, I think it was obvious that we were just a little too one-dimensional last year, whereas this year I think we'll be much more balanced. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, same equation, um, on the running game, how well do you think we'll be able to defend the two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Yeah. So here's my scouting report on the Browns. They have, I think, most people would agree, the best offensive line in football, which is scary. Yes. I mean, if not the best in the top three, top five, definitely. Okay. They're really good offensive line, really good running backs. Nick Chubb is really, really good. And then Kareem, I don't think anyone needs to, I don't think any Chiefs fans need to be told how good he is. I'm not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of a guy. So yeah, they've, they've got the best like one-two running back punch in the league, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our really, defensively, that's our main test is, can you stop the run? And can you not get gouged on the play action? Because that's really what their offense is all about. This run the like, ball, run the ball, play action. It's really a test for the interior defensive linemen and the second level with the linebackers. Mm. Yeah. And I don't really know. Willie Gay obviously had a good preseason, but I'm not really sure how much he would have helped with the run game. Uh, I am intrigued to see if we put Nick Bolton in there on running downs, especially in like three linebacker sets, if he's able to help kind of contain that. I think Reed said he's going to get some time, so yeah. I think we'll see him in there some at least. Mm-hmm. Now, that'll, that'll go a long way to deciding whether this is, like, a, a true shootout or if we can knock them out on a couple of drives, have their run, their run offense stall out and force them to pass. I love when Baker's forced to pass. It's usually hilarious. Well, that's another thing, kind of an insight I had from rewatching that game, is we did do that. Uh, we They got behind by a score or two, and then they kind of had to panic and start passing more, which it kind of worked out for them. Baker actually played really well in that playoff game. But, uh, yeah, I would rather... I would rather have to be Baker than have to be Chubb in that line. Mm, very true. Probably have to be both of them. Yeah, honestly. Are they going to have Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, none. No one knows at this point. I think they are. He's coming. Like all, all systems are go. He's coming off of an injury last year. Uh, but I don't think there's been like 
Uh, he hasn't participated in the preseason at all. I know because I bought low on him in a lot of my fantasy leagues, so uh, I'm very interested in this. I'm not starting him this week. Don't worry. No conflict of interest. Yes, please tell us more about your personal fantasy league. Oh, come now. <laughs> who's the one who's going to do that more than anything? All right. Uh, last topic for the Browns preview. Uh, and we've already talked about this some, but is you know is this going to tell us what we need to know about the Chiefs wide receiver two situation? Is this going to let us know if McColl is finally in the right headspace and connected with Mahomes? Or do you think that's a question that's going to probably evolve later in the season? I do think it's a question that will kind of evolve throughout the season. I don't think we'll be able to look at just one game and, you know, judge him based on that. Uh, it will be interesting, though, just kind of look at the target share, see where that's at. Because I think the Browns actually do have the talent to try to lock down both uh, Kelsey and Hill. So we might get a pretty early indicator whether, you know, if, if McColl has, like, you know, five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown or two, then we could be looking at the real answer there. Yeah. If he gets shut out and has a bunch of mental mistakes, then I'm starting to kind of look at Byron Pringle a little bit. Notice I didn't even talk about Marcus Robinson. I think that's... I think oh, he's, he's, he's reached his ceiling. He's, Rob's good. He's in a good spot for D-Rob. He made the roster. He should be happy with that. He, he is perfect for what we need him for. Yeah. Which is not perfect. He's the best Marcus Robinson <laughs> on the team. <sighs> okay. All right, we have reached the end of the agenda for this uh, episode of the Cheese Bros Podcast. Uh, I do have one, so we've got a couple minutes, and we're going to land right at one hour. Perfect. So we got some time to kill? I do, yeah, yeah. So my Let's talk question, about our fancy leagues. No, no one wants to hear that. I got Christian McCaffrey. What <laughs> is your game day spread going to look like for the Chiefs game against the Browns? On um, what do you mean by spread? I'm not, no, not betting, you degenerate. I'm talking about what? food. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. I mean, this, that's what everyone talks about these uh, days. It's like six and a half points or whatever. I no, know. I don't care about any of that. Don't I care way more about what kind that. of food we're going to be eating. Oh, food? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have to be realistic. Just so the two obvious choices are barbecue. Oh, it's solid. Pretty basic. Yeah. Um, and then kind of our tradition is like Lee's chicken. Mm, yeah. Chicken on Sunday afternoon. Can't beat it. Yeah. So that's kind of our two main options, but we can this is a little up. tougher this this week though because it's a late game. So oh, yeah, if you get chicken and watch that early game, you'll be struggling. With the oh game. yeah, that's true. That's the price you pay with Sunday afternoon chicken. I mean, chicken is just nat fuel. Yeah. Um, My traditional practice the first week of football being back is to buy a ton of food and a ton of snacks and drinks, get it all set up to watch the game, and then sit there and be so nervous that I can eat. Precisely none of it. That's my normal tradition. So I'm going to try not to do that this year, though. Yeah, that's the, that's the spread you need to get for, like, the uh, the Giants game. Of course, mm-hmm. we're going to actually be at Arrowhead, so we'll be eating burn-in sandwiches and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. You know, I have a theory on burn-ins. We're just done some time. We have one and a half minutes. Okay. So go for it. I don't... My, my hypothesis is they don't actually exist. Because every time you go to a barbecue place and you're like, I would like some burn ins, they're like, ooh, sorry, we just we just ran out. But they always just ran out. <laughs> this is this a hype mechanism to tell you like how yeah. popular No, it's, it's a bait and switch. They, they invented this thing called burn ins that everyone gets excited about. And they're like, oh, yeah, you got to try them. But then you go and order them, they never happen. Don't worry. Someday you'll get to eat burn ins. Mm, maybe. All right. Any party thoughts before we kick off the outro music? Go Chiefs. Oh, man. That's deep. That is moving. All right. Not feeling nervous at all. Ready to go. <laughs> no fear. No fear at all. One team. One vision. Run it back. Wait, no. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. I'm going to take the biscuit. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.